You are listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Hello, this is Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam. Thank you as ever for your company. And we keep our focus very much on what is happening in the southwest corner of the country today. I'm joined by friend of the show, a regular correspondent, Andre Menchenin, our aviation friend and correspondent. Uh, we were going to be talking at some point, Andre, weren't we, about the history of Keplavik International Airport? Yeah, hi, hi, Darren. Thanks for having me. Of course, we were planning it, but as something can be interrupted in Iceland, this is, of course, a volcanic eruption. Yes, and so what we thought we would do, we're going to try to put some minds at rest today because so many people have contacted Ruv English uh, who are planning to come to Iceland soon, who are really worried that this eruption is going to cause problems. And the way the international press have covered this, a lot of the coverage is based on the fact that this eruption is happening very close to Keplavik International Airport. As we said yesterday, as we've been saying, this eruption does not affect aviation. So why is that? So this particular one is, of course, not uh, so far not affecting aviation. Uh, but in general, uh, volcanic eruption, of course, can affect uh, aviation or air traffic in a very much big manner. And here we probably need to start from remembering a volcanic eruption of Eyjafjallajökull, the name uh, which the whole world uh, learned in a week. <laughs> or, or tried to. <laughs> yes, uh, most of them actually succeed. Yeah. Uh, so back in 2010, uh, this Eja uh, which is literally a, a volcano uh, which has a head of a glacier on top of it, starts to erupt, and the huge uh, cloud of ash uh, starts to go to the uh, sky, and just spreading all over the Iceland. The thing is uh, that this cloud also includes uh, particulars of uh, volcanic ash, which are deadly for aviation, for planes, uh, yes. for planes, jet engines. The thing is that uh, jet engine of, of a modern airliner, because we're now talking about the big planes, and particularly jet planes, so not like this one with propeller, uh, and the thing is, uh, even though most like these engines, I should I should I should make this remark here that these engines with the propeller they also can be affected. They just have a smaller yes. air intake, so that's why they are less. Uh, maybe it's right. it's a bit more so, safe. So, for them. so in twenty ten, it wasn't just airspace across Iceland that was closed. It was closed across the entirety of Europe, as I recall. You, you yeah, of no, course. No planes flying for about three weeks, I think. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was because uh, it was forecasted, or it more like was concerned that this cloud of ash uh, can travel. Uh, thousands of mm. miles or kil of kilometers all across the world because uh, this ash is just going to the upper layers of atmosphere where we have severe winds. Winds can be there like up to 300 kilometers per hour. So it's basically like mm. this ash from Eyjafjallajökull volcano just got its own air transportation yes. and just became the worldwide tour. Right. That's why it was, even though, um, even though we need to uh, put another remark here that uh, even though there was a lot of concerns about this, uh, actually the forecast was wrong and this cloud uh, didn't go in the predicted direction. So yes. actually all this closing was for nothing. So that was then, that was 2010, it was a long time ago. 
really important to underline, and this is kind of the point of today's show as much as anything else, really important to underline that this eruption, just like the last two in 2022 and 2021, this is a different kind of eruption. There is no ash. and That is why this thing can go off next to the airport and, and the flights are unaffected. Yeah, exactly. And uh, of course, so far, it's a small eruption. Uh, as uh, we learned from our trusted scientists here in Iceland, the volcanologists, they say that under the surface, we have in this area seven different pots with the boiling magma. And uh, this magma is just kilometers underneath the surface. Mm. Uh, so why uh, we have every year, uh, last three years, every year new eruption is because there are the seven pots with magma. And uh, as you know, these two tectonic plates, North American and Eurasian, they are uh, moving apart. Uh, I don't remember what the speed, but I heard something about seven centimeters per year. And uh, when, the, when there are more free space, this magma goes up. And it takes uh, it about one year to go to the surface. Mm. That's why we have all these earthquakes. Did you did you feel any earthquakes? Oh yeah, earlier yeah, this yeah month? definitely. And they were more like, as we were saying yesterday, it felt as if the building was being punched rather than shaken. Oh, wow. It was a oh, big wow. sort of. It was that kind of impact right, that, that right. we felt. So yeah. Um, so, so they're out of the way now because the Earth has shaken off all of that tension and, and, and the magma's around. So answering your question, why, yes. why, why it's different, it's because uh, previous eruption, if we remember Efet Lakutl, it's because it was a cap of glacier on top of the volcano. So when this glacier starts to melt, it turns to water, obviously, yeah. because it's ice, and then it uh, all mixed with the land, and then it starts to uh, evaporate because of the highest temperature Temperatures. So, so the moisture helps to suck up the the ash, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, with the yeah. land and everything. Yeah. And then, it, if it goes to jet engines, then, uh, well, basically, you can throw this jet engine on the garbage side yeah. after that, because everything will be sucked. And uh, and yeah. these gentle turbines inside, they will be damaged. Uh, it will be very difficult to repair sure. them. But so that's, that's this, not what we're looking at this time. No, no, yeah. because now we, there's no there's no no glacier cap on this and also the eruption itself the size of it it's uh, quite small for now uh, so this uh, pot with magma I just found uh, one exit and there's this crack in the in the surface have you seen it already I mean by yourself did you witness it I've not been no oh okay. no, not yet I've seen some of the amazing footage which has been taken some of which has come from helicopters of course which we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into as yeah. part of our conversation I I, I I can now I can now witness it because uh, I can put a witness report because I did a flight yesterday in the in the evening so uh yeah it's pretty much the same as the two previous eruptions so yes. it's just a crack in the surface start to uh, erupt and then uh the only dam uh, the only um danger so far is it if this lava flow if it change its direction and will go for example to the north then it can block road to Keplavik. Yes. But so far there's no signs that it will go to the north because yeah. now it's flowing to the south. And again, for anyone listening outside of Iceland, that sounds potentially scary that the road to the airport might be blocked. That's if it flows in one direction. Of course, it would then leave the, 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 the south coast road would still be open. So it's not as if even in that very, very unlikely situation that you describe, even if that were to happen, and there's no evidence that it's going to, but even if that did happen, there are other ways to get round to 
Keplavik Airport. So of course, and we should remember here uh, one of our previous podcasts when it when it was. Uh, Uh, about the bad weather, storm weather yeah. uh, on uh, uh, this peninsula. Remember, some airlines, uh, among them Icelander, even organized the flights from Keplavik to Reykjavik. Yes, yes. So there's always a way how to do this. Yeah, yeah. So no, no worries, guys. So the take, yeah, it's the, that's the takeaway. If you're worried about your trip to Iceland, it's going to be absolutely fine. Remember, we are sitting here in the southwest corner. We're in Reykjavik in the yeah, capital. We're not. Exactly. We can see it from the window here, from Ruv HQ. Life is going on without any uh, negative impact at all to anyone, as far as we can see. Let's talk about your day job briefly, because you you are now working with a helicopter company that are running tours and trips across and above the eruption. And, I mean, you are, you, you've basically not slept in about four days. <laughs> You're just so busy. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> true. So I just, I just uh, yeah, uh, I have this, uh, all my experience in aviation. Now I just put it in a more practical matter. I just joined this uh, company in the, in the Reykjavik, which uh, ironically maybe will is called Reykjavik Helicopters because of helicopters in Reykjavik, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, um, yeah, we... Have also I'm just on the on the front line uh, with the all calls, emails, and inquiries. You're not flying the helicopters. You're doing everything else. Well, I literally did yesterday, but as, you a, did yesterday. as, as, as okay. a passenger, okay. as a passenger. Okay. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I'm just uh, receiving all these inquiries and just trying to you know organize them, organize them in the wet in the matters so that everyone will have a seat. And this is just crazy time. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's just a crazy time. It's like this kind of situation when you. Start seven in the morning with the seven unread emails. You work for twelve hours, and yeah. then you have thirty unread emails. And it's like you asking yourself, "What are you doing wrong with that?" You know. Well, again, we've had a couple of requests from people saying, "You know, are the helicopter companies that are offering these tours?" The answer is yes. Obviously, at Roof, we wouldn't recommend any particular company. Yeah, of course. But the answer is yes. There are, you know, you will not be. You're kind of spot for choice, I guess. But as you say, as far as your company's concerned, it's it's pretty much fully booked, isn't it? Uh, it's fully booked, uh, pretty much fully yeah. booked until the end of the month so far. And yeah. we did this booking almost like uh, during 20 hours, first 20 hours. Okay. And it, what sort of response are you getting when people come back down to the ground? Do they have big smiles on their faces? So, uh, in general, yes. Uh, there are two types of reactions. Uh, first, uh, people, first group just amazed by this and just, just like, wow, we didn't expect that. It was just surprised. Second, uh, second, they, they just, yeah, they just saying they they will definitely recommend it to someone else. But I would like to mention one particular reaction. It was actually on this flight yesterday, mm. which we did at like around 10 o'clock in the evening. Uh, there was uh, one girl who got her seat in the very last moment because there was some changing. You know, there are always so, when there's so many people involved, there's always some last time minute changes. Uh, and she got her seat in the very last moment. She made to fly there, and when she came back, I she she was sitting in the back, so I didn't see what is going on there. But mm. when she was uh, leaving. I saw she, she has like red eyes, uh, redness around around her eyes. I was like, uh, is anything wrong? And she was like, no, I just cried because of the emotions. <laughs> She's so emotional. Yeah. Gosh. And so she left our premises with the redness around her eyes and smiling. Yeah. So this is the greatest That's reaction. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also uh, some people are really so eager to go there. I, uh, For example, I got a story uh, that one uh, girl who was going to the U.S., 
She was already in Keplavik waiting for her plane. I called her like for last minute seat. She said, I'm canceling my flight. I'm going back to Reykjavik. I will fly home tomorrow. And she literally came to Reykjavik airport with her luggage from Keplavik. <laughs> and we just had to store it in the Reykjavik airport. You know, so this yeah. kind of uh, travelers. And uh, yeah, all people are amazed. Uh, for most of them, it's like one time life experience. Yeah. You know, I know that uh, we are, we are, uh, have such luxury to witness it already yeah. for the third time. Yeah, yeah. But for most of the people like lava, it's not, it's not something usual, right? No. And so, so tell me if, if someone is flying into Keplavik International Airport sometimes, soon, they're going to fly into Iceland. Will they get to see from their plane window what well, is going on? And, and are pilots sometimes taking them on a slightly different route so that they can get a chance to see it? Yeah, uh, Icelandic pilots in general keen to make a detour for any particular interesting spot. Uh, so they do it many times. And of course, it works for their option as well. Um, answering your question, yes, if the weather permits. Uh, the weather rules everything. So if we have uh, weather like now, we have, by the way, uh, dear listeners, we have perfect weather. We just got the summer started 1st of July, just mm. like by the calendar. Because June was, uh, I don't know how you were feeling it. For me, it was more like a September, October. I loved it. I, I, can't bear you loved the, it. <laughs> I can't bear the hot weather. I can't bear the brightness. Roll on October as far as I'm concerned. So I was very happy with June. But anyway, that's just okay. me. Okay, <laughs> okay. You are in a small group of I people. I'm in a small minority, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so now we have a, uh, great weather. So I know that uh, pilots from regular flights, they try uh, to make the tour and show something. But of course... Uh, when you're flying on a big plane, this is something different because uh, there's a lot of uh, more like limitations uh, due to safety concerns and also the traffic in Keplavik. Mm. Uh, this huge airliner flies fast, might be on the wrong side of the plane if you're unlucky to sit on the like left or to the right, depends on the traffic patterns. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If you want to witness it from the air, it's either small plane from Reykjavik or helicopter tour, the best options, because on the helicopter, we literally were hovering yesterday, uh, just like uh, almost uh, over the eruption. And people were just, you know, taking the photos like in a relaxing manner, no worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, there is, we need to mention, there is another option to go there by walking. But actually, this time, the path so far is even longer than it was. Uh, it's about 19 kilometers there and back. Isn't yes. It? It's a long way. I, I, I heard so far from my, one of my fellow, the fastest trip they made both and uh, both ways was six hours. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't leave a lot of time when you're actually there, when you get to the destination. Just on, because I'm fascinated by this, when an, when an aircraft, when a commercial airliner comes in to land at Keplavik, whether it's coming from Europe or coming from the USA, what sort of height is it at by the time it's, you know, near the eruption, because that's very close to the airport. Yeah, right. Uh, so uh, there are such a thing as a prescribed road for the air commercial traffic, and there are, of course, all uh, safe altitudes are included mm. in these routes. And, um, well, you actually got me there but, uh, here because I didn't check the exact... No, no, but no not exactly, but there. it feels like just knowing the sort of distances... That it might, you, you, might, be, might be, let's say it's safe to say, like, a couple of kilometers. Right, so you, you're very much on the descent then to the airport by, by the time you get yeah, to the... Yeah. You know, you're not at cruising altitude no, at that no. point. So there is, a, there is a chance. I mean, you might get lucky. You might see something depending yeah, on... Yeah, and we saw, it, we saw it from the previous years when yeah, yeah, people just yeah. posted their photos from the window of the plane. Yes, yes. We don't know how long this is going to go on, of course. 
That's the big unknown. That's, yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, I hope it will go for longer, at least un until end of the summer. But yeah, you do remember last year it was like for how, how, how long? It was three weeks? Two weeks last year. Two weeks. And yes. six months the year before. And no yeah. real way of knowing, you know, when this thing, when this thing is going to stop so, because there wasn't last year, there wasn't Exactly. It literally can stop tomorrow or it can maybe go for the next year or something. Yes, yes. And are you finding that the tourists that are coming to you, are they Icelanders or are they people, you've mentioned some of them, are they people who are here in the country from other places who think to themselves, this is amazing, this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? I would say, to be honest, it's 40-60 maybe, 40% 40 of locals and 60 okay. of tourists. Uh, Icelanders is a, such kind of people, if something interesting in coming, we're always keen to see it, even we saw it already several times, something like eruption. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just uh, can share with you my emotions yesterday. It was my third mm. eruption in a row. I still was amazed and glued to the window to look at it. So go because it's something unique. You, I mean, it, when you witness it, it's like literally something unique. You cannot just, you know, be distracted by, from it. So this is something I would recommend everyone yeah. to see. Even if you saw it already, just, I don't know, it just works like this. Do, like, you, do you find yourself thinking this is there shouldn't be fire, there shouldn't be liquid fire coming out of the ground? This just feels weird and, and wrong and... No, for me, it's, 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 for me it's fine because yeah. this is nature. Nature has yeah. different forms. Uh, but if, I mean, suppose for people who've never seen it before, who live in countries where there aren't right. volcanic eruptions, it must feel apocalyptic. It must feel as if something you know otherworldly is happening. Yeah, something like yeah, maybe some forces calling from underneath. But yeah. um, actually, this one, yeah, it might be this kind of impression if you just stand uh, in front of it on the ground. You know, after walking like what ten kilometers one way, uh, yeah, yes. then then yeah, you you might have different visions and Im images in front of you after such trip. Uh, but uh, like sitting in a plane or helicopter looking from above, it's it's not scary at all. For no, me. no. Uh, actually, I uh, we got uh, like so far like two. Uh, uh, like people who uh, refused to fly there, but uh, they refused uh, not because of the eruption itself, but uh, because they were concerned the uh, ride will be bumpy. Mm. And they were like, yeah, we're not very, uh, you know, feel good in, the, in general in planes or helicopters. And yeah, but uh, it's very, it's mostly unique uh, yes. cases. Well, and I think hopefully we put your mind at rest if you are worried at all about whether it's possible to fly to Iceland at this time. The answer is absolutely yes. Not least because there are helicopters flying over the actual eruption site all the time, which shows you that it's perfectly safe to do so. Now, as we said at the start of the conversation today, Andre, this was going to be a show about the history of Keplavik International Airport, which we've not done yet. We will do that in the future. But, exactly. But just a quick word on on the location of the airport uh, as it relates to the volcanic activity in the area was was that a, was briefly was that a concern when the airport was sighted given that it's on a you know volcanic bed which is much of the peninsula well, we, sh we should we should remember that Keplavik Airport was actually built by the U.S. Army yes, yes. during World War Two, 
So I don't know if they concerned about the volcanic eruption. I think they had pretty much something uh, more visible in terms of the concerns back then because it's, you know was in the middle of World War II. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't think they they maybe. Uh, but uh, there's another thing uh, we briefly touched it uh, when we were talking about the Reykjavik airport about uh, regarding the a place for a new airport uh, mm. because there are several several ideas. Uh, one of them was uh, even to close both Reykjavik and Keplavik and just build something new, you know, just merge two. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, ironically, one of the plays uh, before the eruption 2021 was exactly the place <laughs> very close to this eruption. And imagine if any construction work would be started back then. Then, like now, we we could we would have eruption just in the middle of the airport, which probably <laughs> some some tourists would be would be glad to see because it's yeah. fine. You know, for them to uh, a witness eruption just from the terminal uh, building, but uh, most of them would be pretty much annoyed. I mean, I that that would be. A, I mean, if you literally had a volcano going off under a runway, that would be a problem. Yeah, that's yeah. something that even Icelandic pilots would probably consider to be something of a difficulty. But uh, again, to underline, if you're coming to Iceland, this volcanic eruption is not going to affect your flight, and we can say that with pretty much certainty can't we? so far yes yeah, yeah. but of yeah. course just uh, follow the news yeah. uh, if there will, will be something big you will see it you'll certainly hear about it yeah yeah andre thank you very much we will get into that longer conversation about keplavik international airport at some point but for now thank you very much it's andre you've got a busy day ahead of course as you will yeah. for the next however long so we'll let you get straight back to it andre menchenin joining me today here on Roof English, thank you very much for your company today. We are Roof English. Get in touch with us anytime. English at ruv.is. You're listening to the Roof English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.